1: The Growing in Grace podcast, Mike Kapler, my name, Joel Brzezinski over there. Thanks for joining us once again on your favorite podcast app, or perhaps our flagship station of growingandgrace.org. Many people listening in a lot of different countries, you pulled up some stats recently, Joel, and it seems like, uh, and I know that was just for a short period of time, but it's just so cool to have people uh, out there dropping in on us from around the world I used to think radio when we did that was pretty cool because it was one of those things where, uh, you know, here we are in front of this little microphone, and we could get one-on-one with somebody in their car, for example, uh, and and just, you know, communicate with them one-on-one. I used to hear Rush Limbaugh talk about that, whether you're a Rush fan or not isn't the point here, but he used to talk about how... You know, there was just something personal compared to like television and some other uh, media means there was this personal way of being able to interact one-on-one with, with people. And it's it's a very unique thing for those who have been able to to do that type of broadcasting.
0: Yeah, that is. And I I was looking up stats because I don't do that all that often. But we're on Spotify. We're on um, – obviously, we're on uh, YouTube, which is interesting to me that I we get a lot of listeners – on youtube i don't we don't post an actual like video of us talking it's just the sound it's the audio from us talking with a picture you know of the growing in grace logo behind it um so we do spotify youtube like google podcast apple Podcasts, and i get this email toward the end of the year from these various things you know with a year-end wrap-up or whatever and other than that, I, I don't really pay much attention to the stats anymore, but needless to say, uh, between all of them combined, you know, hundreds of thousands of downloads and, and listens per in streams during the past year. But that stuff I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention to, but it's interesting. The, the countries, um, the United States is the, the top country uh, where our listeners listen from. Australia is number two and Nigeria is number three at least on this one? I think that was Spotify, if I remember right.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, it was Spotify.
0: Yeah, but then it lists all these other countries for, um, that people are listening to. But it is. I, but what's interesting to me is that when we do this podcast, when you and I are sitting here recording, I I just I don't think of the tens or hundreds of thousands of streams or or people that might be listening. I just think. We're sharing some stuff with you, the the one listener, the person who is listening right now, and you could be male, you could be female, you could be from any of these countries, um, and it's just so awesome to be able to share good news with one person, the one person who's listening right now, you. And that's, that's how I think of it, and I, and I kind of learned that when we were in radio, um, just real briefly, uh, somebody had come in, and I think I've talked about this before, but we kind of created a a profile of the listener, the one person who's listening right now at that moment. And it, it just, it changed my mindset. It helped me with my mindset as, as a person communicating a message. I don't have to feel like I'm talking to hundreds of thousands of people. Um, I'm just talking to one person. Well, I'm talking to you, Cap. And then uh, we've got, you know, whoever's listening, uh, whoever that one listener is right now that's listening. It's 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 just a really interesting thing to me to to
1: think of things that way. One of the best pieces of advice I got back in the 1980s when I was learning how to do the radio thing was from a guy who, um, I think he was on his way out, but he he had some nice things to say about my heart, and, and he just said, here, let me, let me give you some advice, and one of the things he said was, picture yourself talking to one person, not an audience, hmm. and I never really liked the the concept of narrowing it down to a a 32 year old woman or something like right. that uh which these days they kind of decided hey, that wasn't the best idea even though there was a time where that was popular within the radio broadcasting realm but i i would uh, so i would keep it more generic i i didn't want to lock myself into just one type of person um but that's how i would communicate usually on, on the radio i would talk to one person at a time instead of how is everybody today it's more like how are you today and um i think that can be used in a lot of different things in in life um you know uh, when you're you know w- one of the great things about being a friend to somebody who who is in need is to be a good listener and and focus on on them and uh, so there's a, a lot of A lot of lessons to be learned from from that little piece of advice that
0: I had. Yeah, that is some good advice. And I I don't know, did I share... I know I shared something on Facebook, but uh, (laughs) the uh, people who listen on Spotify... You know, on Spotify, you can listen to podcasts, and you can also listen to music. Do you remember, did I do this on the podcast where I shared what our listeners are listening to musically? I I don't think you shared it on the podcast. Okay, I posted this on Facebook, so... (laughs) We're getting way off here, but uh, this was interesting to me. So on Spotify, it, it tells you the top five p- artists that um, our podcast listeners are listening to. So we've got some ones that I understand, like Chris Tomlin, very popular uh, Christian uh, praise and worship artist, I, I suppose. Casting Crowns, that's a band that goes back uh, to our radio days. They, I believe it was them, They, they did they send a Frisbee... Um they sent something where they they don't even know who we are, but they, they signed I remember they signed my name. Hey Joel something anyways that's neither here nor there. For King and Country, Mercy Me. Now Mercy Me, of course, they're probably the most I mean, they're a very grace based artist. Um a lot of grace based music from them. So we got Chris Tomlin casting crowns for King and Country, Mercy Me. And the other artists that our growing in Grace listeners listen to is Taylor Swift. i just thought that was (laughs) that is something else now taylor swift she's obviously very very popular in the world today um so
1: yeah i mean you gotta you gotta
0: you gotta have a balance right (laughs) (laughs) that's right and you definitely have to have a balance when it comes to paying for concert tickets for like a a taylor swift versus mercy me (laughs) yeah
1: that's that's tougher than tithing getting one of those yeah um,
0: Anyway,
1: I uh, so, so there wasn't anybody that was listening to like 16th century bar songs where we got all of our hymns from nothing,
0: <laughs> nothing that I know of. Although during from Christmas en- time, en- English, there were English bar songs. <laughs> yeah. So this this was English bar songs. So this was uh like uh, at the end of November that this came up and then around Christmas time Bing Crosby. And it was another artist that a lot of our listeners were listening to. Now, some of these artists changed around Christmas time, of course.
1: Now, do you think that's because they just they they've got a Christmas
0: playlist going? I th- I, that's exactly. Yeah. But that's yeah. yeah, exactly. That's nothing to do with anything else. That's why it was at Christmas time, and I suppose during the rest of the year it's going to be back to Taylor Swift. They're going to go from Bing to Taylor, back to Taylor. <laughs> 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 so, where what are we talking about here anyway?
1: Well, uh, you started at the end of last week talking about uh, the, the good old story. I'm in John 8, I think, uh, where the, there was a woman who was caught in the act of adultery. And the Pharisees and scribes brought this woman to Jesus. And, of course, they're trying to trick him. And they said, hey, uh, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. And the law of Moses commands us to stone such a woman, or such women. Uh, so, what do you say? So they're they're trying to, you know, because you see, if they could just get Jesus saying something negative or against the law of Moses, if they could just do that, that's punishable by death. They could finally wipe this guy out and get rid of him. And you might recall uh, back at the time when Jesus was arrested before the cross that. They brought in false witnesses who who said that Jesus said things against the law, but he never really did. Mm -hmm. And he didn't hear either. Some people think that Jesus went against the law here, but it was such a a masterful way of communicating something to his audience, including those who were holding stones and the woman who was sitting there. Such a masterful way of communicating something without diminishing what the law said because last week you know we were talking about you you were on a website and maybe there's a bunch of them out there where they list over a thousand um a thousand and fifty i think you said a thousand and fifty new testament commands that are required or you'll suffer the consequences um and that's the way commandments work in in the religious business right i mean that's just the way things function, but it, it functions very differently from from one religious brand to the next, whether you're, uh, you know, even within the, the, the realm of Christianity, you know, whether you're Baptist or Methodist or Lutheran or Presbyterian, whatever it is, everybody has a different idea of what's being commanded, first of all, uh, what it means if you don't follow the command, boy, that varies a lot, I mean, what are the consequences if you don't follow the command, whatever it is, or the commands, and so this is this has led us to th- this story here, where this this woman was caught in the act of adultery. The law said she should be stoned, and um, I'll let you step in here, Joel.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, they had been trying to get Jesus to say things they didn't. Un- a lot of these people they did not understand who Jesus was, or where he came from, or what his purpose was. They just didn't understand him. They thought that he was blasphemous for saying that he and his father, God, were one, that the testimony he received was from the father, and that's what he was sharing. If you read in John 7 leading up to this, um, you'll see a lot of that being talked about, them going back and forth with Jesus on that stuff. So then one morning, uh, he came into the temple, and he sat around and taught them. So the scribes and Pharisees, these people who were trying to find stuff against Jesus, they were trying to find things that they could accuse him of. Um, they brought this woman who had been caught in the act of adultery. They, they said, um, Now Moses, in the law, commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? And it says here, This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. At first, Jesus ignored them, he stooped down and wrote something on the ground as though he did not hear them. But they persisted. They continued asking asking him, And he raised himself up and said to them, he who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. Now, the interesting thing to me is that Jesus did not go against the law here. Jesus gave them the opportunity to pick up Stones and throw them at her. He didn't say, well, you know, you know the laws. You While know, well, the law says throw a stone at her, but I'm I'm telling you, don't throw a stone at her. I want to sh- I want to show grace. I want to show mercy. So don't throw a stone at her, because then they could have accused him. He see he's going against the law. But Jesus, in his earthly ministry, he was not going against the law. He came, as we've talked about many times, Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to fulfill it. Not to abolish it himself, because if he would have abolished it, he couldn't have fulfilled it. And that's you can listen to past episodes that we've talked about on that. We won't necessarily get into all that here. But so he gave them the opportunity. He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And then this is where, this is where the law did its thing for those who were under the law it says, then those who heard it being convicted by their conscience went out one by one, starting with the oldest and even to the last. And uh, Jesus was left alone with the woman standing in the midst. So again, Jesus did not diss the law. He didn't misapply the law. He didn't tell them, don't follow the law. He said, throw a stone at her first. It's interesting. This is how he how he played his hand here is just very wonderful he who is without sin among you go ahead you throw the first stone so jesus uh raised himself up and saw no one but the woman and he said to her woman where are those accusers of you has no one condemned you she said no one lord and jesus said to her neither do i condemn you go and sin no more and as i I think i brought up last week that the uh somebody had said i wonder you know i posted this on facebook one time and somebody said uh i wonder if she really did go and sin no more <laughs> <laughs> and i'm thinking i doubt that that's true because she uh, because this this is not a commandment that the woman must follow or else um everything that just happened uh was going to be wiped out and and negated jesus was giving her an exhortation encouragement see um uh, this this isn't the life for you. You know, go ahead and, and, and stop doing that and, and go and sin no more. Everybody, there's nobody who's never going to sin again, never going to do an un, another ungodly act. Um, but this is where Jesus showed the grace. I don't condemn you. And now, you know, go and just think about what you've done and, and go, don't do that anymore. There's something better for you.
1: That's just it. I mean, th- this woman... She never really denied that she was guilty. She never declared her innocence. At least it's not written. She knew she received a miracle. And I think the real headline of this story, I think there are many angles, of course, like like a lot of things in the Bible, in which we can look at things and extract information and, and gain a greater knowledge of the truth. But I, I to me, the headline here is the hypocrites were exposed. (laughs) Mm -hmm, Exactly. Not only that she ended up not getting killed, even though the law called for it, that the the hypocrites dropped their rocks. I mean, in theory, even after what Jesus said, let him who is without sin cast the first stone, in theory, because the law did approve of this execution, somebody could have started throwing the rock based on what the law said. Mm Mm-hmm. But they also would have been looked at probably in, in a not so positive light by their constituents because the Jewish people, you got to keep in mind that they were very sin conscious. <laughs> they, they knew that they were sinful people. Yes. Hence the need for the sacrifices. And by the way, sacrifices with the animals, it wasn't just once a year. <laughs> I, I know there's different sacrifices for different things, but they occurred daily, mainly mm-hmm. in the temple but that's a side note uh these were people who were very very well aware of their sinfulness and and the need for constant uh, forgiveness and the shedding of blood and all of that uh, through through the animal sacrifices that whole sacrificial system through the law so for somebody to throw a rock even though the law said they could based on what jesus just said they would have implied that well i'm i'm sinless (laughs) And that would not have gone over well with the other Jewish people who were there, whether they were holding rocks or not. Um, And and so it was just such a masterful thing that what what occurred here, um, because these people were exposed for their hypocrisy in demanding certain things from other people that they themselves didn't follow, didn't keep. I mean, in other words, you are just as guilty as this woman, is what Jesus was saying. So do you really want to kill her? Because if you're going to do it to her, you know, you're in the same basket. You're in the same category. Um, so it, it was just a, it was kind of a remarkable thing where Jesus didn't go against the law, but still shined a new covenant flashlight on their hypocrisy mm-hmm. kind of exposed it. You ever watch one of those TV shows where they, they get out one of those uh, blue lights that, uh, uh, shows blood even after it's been cleaned up oh yeah uh-huh.
0: right uh-huh. <laughs> and
1: uh, so jesus jesus exposed that and um it, it was just uh, such a wonderful thing but it, you make a great point though uh people think jesus commanded her not to <laughs> sin again And I think that's misunderstood, too. That's misinterpreted. Of course you want to avoid sin. Sin isn't good. And Jesus pointed that out to this woman. You know, it will benefit you not to do this anymore, I think, is the message. Um, But if she were to go on from that point forward and never sin, that, that, that would have broken new
0: records. Right. I'm sure it would. Uh, wow, she never sinned again. I mean, (laughs) if you think about that, that is crazy talk. I mean, to think that a person can live the whole entire rest of their life without ever doing anything ungodly again. Um, Well, I
1: think, Joel, I think, you know, sometimes we, we try to take things that, for example, in this case that Jesus said, we try to take it literally and at face value, and then we don't really stop to think about, anything after that well i mean really i mean obviously the woman didn't never commit another sin again
0: right and and so to to wrap up here just one thing to to your point about it exposing the the hypocrisy of those pharisees and scribes and those those people who um you know probably otherwise thought that they were better um yeah they thought they
1: deemed themselves as commandment keepers
0: right and that's so jesus used the law for the very purpose that the law had come. And, and he used it, like you said, masterfully. Romans 3.19, Now we know that whatever the law says, it says to those who are under the law uh, that every mouth may be shut and the world become guilty before God. He shut their mouths. You know, the, these self-righteous people who um, thought of themselves as the law keepers, the, the ones who were the great law keepers and who boasted... In them, and they were trying to get Jesus to, they were trying to catch him in saying something against the law, they, in their self-righteousness, their self-righteous mouth were shut by the words of Jesus as he used the law in such a wonderful and masterful way. And that's, uh, that was really what the, the purpose of the law, that's why it came, was to shut the mouths of those who were under it <laughs> and show them their self-righteous hypocrisy.